Mm. Yes. All right, we are live, back in action. The NFL season may be done, but we're still here for the football and the fun. Welcome into another live edition of the 3rd and 3 podcast, where you can find us here live every Wednesday evening. The show is proudly presented by the Sports Column in conjunction with the 3rd and 3 podcast. Speaking of the website, 3rd and 3 will be hosting a major March Madness bracket that we want you to join the winner will receive a prize yet to be revealed, and of course, it's free to join. We'll keep you updated on all that, but let's welcome back the talented, tantalizing, trustworthy, tricky, Nikki Gist. What's happening? Hi, I'm back. Did you guys yes, miss me? Of course. <laughs> you kidding? What are you kidding? LA did a great job, but you were he always did. missed. He did do a good job. You're always missed. Absolutely. So welcome back. Thank you. We're glad that the boss is back in the house. And we got our clever, comical, creative head coach, Mr. Damian Adams, the real deal. What's up? What's happening, man? I love the introductions, man. I don't know if you just go and look up the whole C-section of the dictionary or what. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever comes to my stupid mind. <laughs> but you always kill it, man. I love it. Thank you, baby. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. My brother and my sister. I just want to make you guys happy. If I can do that. I'm happier. All right. Uh, we are unhappy that the NFL season is over, but the offseason has begun and every team is looking at their bank account, their salary cap, the players they're going to offer contracts to, the other ones they're going to offer the door, free agents, time to start doing homework for the NFL draft, the combine. So the offseason is on, baby. And as we get closer to the draft, we're going to go over our team, our team needs, every team needs, all 32 teams, then make our official picks and have you guys join us as well also in making your picks First round mock NFL drafts, third and three. We're going to be doing it all. So once April rolls around, we'll have that up. And once the March Madness 68-team tournament bracket is set, that will be up on third and three. Again, free to join. Join up. Let's have some fun. Let's see who's going to win. And let's see who brings home the prize, baby. So that should be some fun, guys, huh? Yes, sir. I'm about to pick all the teams with the dope colors and their uniforms. <laughs> that's how I'm going about it this year. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, no whichever thinking. team has the most uniforms. Some crazy ass uniforms, too, they got there. But you know what? Yeah, March Madness is always great. And I, I don't know if I'll be safe and go all chalk this year or just go off the wall. I have no idea. Do a Michael Jackson and go way off the wall. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Um, But stuff making news as we bring back neighborhood news, all right, was a staple of the show for a long time. But damn, we couldn't fit it in with all the stuff we were talking about going on for like two and a half hours without breathing. So let's take a breath and get into it. All right. Over the weekend, the big story was Juwan Howard and Greg Gard, the coach of Michigan, Juwan Howard and Greg Gard, um, of course, of um, Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's beating them down. D, you know, uh, Nick, you know, you've seen the story. Um, they're winning the game. Uh, Michigan's playing full court press and Wisconsin, maybe Greg Gard's like, oh, you know what, screw this, I'm going to take a timeout, you know, for whatever reason, yada, yada. We see what goes on. Now the handshake line comes, which we're going to get into in a minute. And Juwan Howard kind of walks past Greg Gard and Greg Gard, Shouldn't have put his hands on him like that. I mean, it was delicate, if you want to say that, but nevertheless. So he stops him in his tracks. They get into it. He did, you know, conversation, hands, you know, on each other a little bit here and there. And then we all saw what happened when all of a sudden that assistant head coach, and I forgot his name, I'm sorry, runs over out of nowhere, D, 
and you know, Jawan Howard throws the you know you know the BS on him. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it was closed fist for a minute, but then he opened it up at the very end. So he gave him the BS, and that was obviously causing a melee and mad problems. And now he's been suspended for the last five games of the season. I get it. You know, you got to set an example for your kids. But um, we'll get into first what you think of that situation. And then I want to get into the handshake line business. So, D, what did you think when you saw that? And what was going through your head, initial thoughts, and the uh, suspension that they gave him? Yeah, I knew he would get suspended for sure. Yeah. Uh, you, as the coach, especially the head coach, you can't set that example for the kids or the young men playing right like no matter how offended you are by why by what another coach did you can't put your hands on somebody else we can't have that happen we know that can't be allowed so i have no problem with the five game suspension i actually think that's perfect five games set an example but he'll be back for the tournament of the conference tournament and also the big tournament so i think that's perfect uh also with the like people are saying that he, he punched him. It was more of a mush. Yeah. Open hand up, just pushed his face, like, <laughs> get away from me. You see how big I am? You see what I could do to you with this <laughs> thing that I have right here? Get away from me. I will destroy you. That's what it more was a warning of yeah. what I could do to you. It wasn't a punch. But again, you still can't have that happen. I understand him being upset by the situation because you're up 15. There's no need to call a timeout with what 15 <laughs> seconds left. At that point, you're rubbing it in. You're doing way too much. You have us beat. Let the game in. They're playing full court because we're trying to show our team something. Maybe we're working on something for the next game. But you don't call a timeout in that situation. So I could get, I definitely see why he was upset. But again, you can't put your hands on anybody. So I think five games was fair. Yeah, it's like one of those unwritten rules. You know, you don't call a timeout when you're up by 20 points with, you know, 13 seconds left in the game. In a weird way, I understand why he did it because maybe he was trying to like, and, and I'm not saying I condone it. Maybe he was trying to, I don't know if he was trying to show up Jawan Howard by doing that or if he was saying, you know what, you're going to play this crap. I'm going to play it right back with you. But either way, yeah, uh, Jawan Howard can't do that. Everything up until that point, I think that there would have been no suspensions. It would have been, okay, just a heated debate, a heated battle. But that dude coming in out of nowhere, maybe it took Jawan Howard off guard. And he was like, oh, shoot, I got to defend myself, you know? I, I don't know. But regardless, Nikki, yeah, you can't be doing that stuff. You're an example. Look, you're a Michigan alumni. You're part of the Fab Five. I mean, you are historical in that place. So him getting that job is obviously a huge thing. And players are going to want to go there because of him. They had a great year last year, not so good this year. And maybe that was some boiled up frustration. I don't know. But regardless, yeah, can't be doing that. But I don't take uh, any blame away from the Wisconsin head coach, Greg Gard. You know, he kind of got up in him, you know, and, and, and stirred yeah. him up a little bit. And after you lose a game like that, you ain't happy. Yeah, listen, don't come up in my space and I'm not going to come up in your space, right? Don't put yeah. your hands on me. Don't touch me. Like, I think we all try to be as professional as we can in our workplace settings and just in general, right? Reputations on the line. Everybody's got their phone ready to record you at any second. But listen, like if you're going to come at me and then like somebody's going to come flying around the other side, like just don't, don't get in my space. Don't get in my face. Don't put your hands on me and we'll be all right. You yeah. know, as yeah. the housewives say. 
Don't want none, don't start none. <laughs> <laughs> don't miss the housewives, man. Watch the hell out. Back off. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the show is the opening little lines they have. Yeah. You know, the little clever things they do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys in your reality TV. Like, <laughs> Married life, that's what it's about, right? Reality TV. If you don't want this lesson, don't come at the teacher. It's all <laughs> oh, that's a great tagline. That's a great tagline. It's all taglines like that. So I always I like find those entertaining when I watch those with my wife. One day when I am on Real Housewives of New Jersey, I will have you <laughs> Love it. I can come well, on you know what, Jay? It crosses over into sports because Tiki Barber and his wife are on this season. Oh, all right, all right. My mom tried to get me to, to watch it. She was like, "Oh, didn't he play football?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like she snakes you right in like that, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. And like I'm Atlanta, like, the early yeah. seasons, they had a lot of. Um, I know they had the former yeah. Atlanta Falcon on there. Yeah, NFL wives, yeah. and yeah, they've had yeah. Falcons, and yeah, so there's some crossover. You know what? I'm just when you mentioned Tiki Barber, I thought of Rondé Barber also immediately. Like when you're twins and you got a girl like. It, that's got to be weird, man, because you got to be looking at the brother. Like, well, he's handsome, too. So, you know, it's kind of weird because they look exactly <laughs> like. <laughs> no, I never I thought know. of that. <laughs> it's strange, yeah. man. I don't know. I'm glad I ain't got no twin and have to deal with any of that sort of stuff. So that that's yeah, crazy. It would have to be weird. But I feel like if you're with somebody so long, they wouldn't be able to see immediately the difference. And then uh, the personality yeah, so. would be. Yeah, the, the personality also would just come through. You'd be like, OK, I, this is why I'm with this person. Yeah. Well, if you don't see the difference, then you shouldn't be with that person to begin with. All right. Yeah, you should be able to see it pretty damn quick. All I right? wonder but if there was ever like a slip up. Like, um, anybody- but you ever see friends, Ursula and Phoebe? Forget about it. There's been slip ups all the time, man. <laughs> I did have a friend in the Navy who said uh, he came in the house one time. His wife's a twin. Came in the house one time, saw his wife, what he thought was his wife, being over in the refrigerator, slapped. His sister on the butt. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh no. Hey, there you go. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to have, you know, they got to wear name tags, man. That's it. They got to wear name tags. You know, well, when she turned around, he, he knew us right away. Like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> as soon as he slapped, he said, wait, that's not my wife's booty. <laughs> you realize immediately, like, not leaving the same handprint, damn it. Shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, we all come to our realizations. Well, speaking of uh, slapping, we just went over that. But how about the handshaking? All right. Now, people have been debating that. And it's all because of this, of what happened with Wisconsin and Michigan. The handshake thing. All right. Let's think about it. In baseball, they shake their own team's hands. In basketball, they kind of like go up to each other at the end of the game. Same, same thing with football. You kind of pick and choose. You usually go to like your counterparty, right? Like the QB goes to the QB. Maybe the wide receiver will go to the guy who's defending him all game. Stuff like that, you know. Um, but in bet in college basketball, they have the handshake line and it's, I like it because it shows sportsmanship and that's what you want to teach these young kids, especially if they're going to become professionals, you know, you want to teach them at a young age, but do you think in your mind, is it necessary? Ooh, is it necessary? Uh, it's not necessary, but I think it's like you say, it shows sportsmanship and it's something that should be done. But if the both coaches are like, we don't want to do it. Like say it's Ohio state and Michigan. We know how much those schools hate each other. Yeah. And if it's really to that point where it can become physical, don't force it. Like, Hey, you go your way, you go our way. Good game. You know, I can salute you from across the court. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary, but if I was a coach, I would implore my team to do it. 
All right. All right. That's fair. And and I'm with you because, again, yeah, you want to teach these kids at a young age, you know what, win or lose or draw, whatever you want to call it, move forward, keep your head up. Everything's cool. Tell them a good game, even if you don't freaking mean it and just move on. So I, I don't know, Nikki, what do you think? I, I don't like in, in, in professional sports. I, I don't I don't see it as being a necessary thing or even something that you have to do in hockey. I think they shake hands um, at the end of the game. I'm not even 100 percent sure about that, but. In college sports, yeah, I do think it's something that should be more prevalent. So I get it. But what are your thoughts on it? Well, I don't think it's necessary, like, at all. Like, why do you have to be sports? Like, I don't know. I say if I just lost, like, if I lost, like, a heartbreaking game, the last thing I want to do is go shake your hand. If you're my rival, and I get it, it teaches you sportsmanship. I know, blah, blah, blah. But can we normalize just maybe like, I'm pissed off. I don't feel like talking to you. I don't want to shake your goddamn hand. I'm storming <laughs> off. Like, why can't that be okay? Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's going to happen. I think it's all right sometimes if, listen, or, you know, a melee breaks out. Maybe we're not shaking hands Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. I get it. I totally understand it, but I think it's okay too if if that like maybe you don't have to do it every time. I'm all right with that also. Like I said, you know, like in football, you go to your counterpart or you go to the uh, the guy who has been guarding you all game in basketball or something like that and yeah. you know, you have a handshake. That you can pick and choose who you want to have a handshake with because if you got serious beef with somebody, then you know, you don't really need anything like that because shaking again, your hand. Like if I don't shaking, like <laughs> shaking your hand. And again, these are kids though. Like you remember when you were 18, 19 years old, we didn't have the development we have now. You know, sometimes we think it's like, yeah, you know, I I can get away with something over here. Like there's not 98 cameras on you. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm more I'm more for the handshake than not, but if they took it away, I wouldn't be upset. And it has nothing to do with this incident uh, to me, guys. It really doesn't. I mean like Nikki said, sometimes it's like, you know, you lost a heartbreak or whatever, and you know, maybe something went on in the court. You don't have to shake everybody's hand. I mean, I don't know. Isaiah Thomas walked right past Michael Jordan. I, I don't know what to tell you. You know? <laughs> you know, and we've seen things like this happen before, mostly with players, though, where a player may have a beef with another player because of a hard foul during the game. And mm -hmm. they wait for that handshake moment to try to attack them. That's so true. I think we can avoid those issues by saying, okay, we've seen something during this game where we know this could carry on beyond it. There's mm -hmm. no need to have the handshake line, right? Like you said, there's no need for the line. That's really old school having the line. It now, is. If you want to go and do like the NBA NFL does and you've been guarding this guy all game, you respect him, hey, dap him up, good game, cool. Like Nick, it's not necessary. And if you are mad, you have the right to be upset. But then that does carry over to professional as well. So I don't like guys who are front runners. Right. So you win, you all ready to talk to the media. You everything is everything is just to the max. But when you lose, you don't want to talk to anybody. I can't ask you a question. So being somebody who's been in the locker rooms, I've been a part of seeing people who when they win, oh man, great interviews. Yeah. I'm four or five questions <laughs> in. It's, it's great. When they lose, I'm getting one word answers. It could be anything. Like, why is the sky blue? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so literally, like, anything you ask them is a one-word answer because they're upset because they lost. So I think that part of it, when you do turn professional, you need to be able to handle both wins and losses in the same way. Yeah. So for me, I would be like, if you're going to be that way when you win, you also got to carry that same energy when you lose. I agree because you're a professional. That's what that. That's what I say. But professional is the key word right there. So you need to act accordingly. You know, now you're not 
looked at as a kid anymore. You're looked at as a young adult and, you know, upcoming and getting more intelligent and smarter or whatever you want to call it as time goes on. So, yep, I'm with you. Professional, different story. All right. Question for you guys. Nikki, you first because you were all over. I'm Cincinnati Bengals. Is Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, and what that defense has been able to do, do you think that's enough to attract some free agents this offseason? Yeah. Yeah? What, you don't think so? Well, it's Cincinnati. No offense to well, Cincinnati, but there's not much of doing. It's cold as shit. Oh, okay. Well, it's cold <laughs> as shit. Here. No, actually, today it's 67. But, I mean, Whoa, really? you know, what is the appeal to New York? I mean, you could say the same thing. The media sucks. The fans are brutal. The weather sucks. The income tax sucks. Property taxes, houses, not that most of the guys live here. But, it's I mean. It's nightlife, baby. That's what it is. Well, maybe <laughs> when they have some COVID restrictions, but yeah, I think like, hey, to go play with, you know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that's a young team and they're going to be good for a long time. You know what? Weather be damned. I want to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to go where my chances are good. All right. All right. I'm I like Jacksonville, it. Like, well, nice weather there, but yeah, I mean, you go there <laughs> just for the money, really not to win any ball games or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't go to win. You go for... 80 degree weather year. Yeah. And a nice paycheck. That's pretty much it. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's never been an attractor. We know they haven't been in the Super Bowl prior to last, prior to this year, since 1988. They have never been able to really get free agents over there. But then again, they haven't had a quarterback like Joe Burrow, Damian. So I guess players are going to want to go play there with them. But they already got T. Higgins and they got Jamar Chase. I don't know how many more wide receivers they're going to bring in. And if that's like the catalyst to want to like go play over there, then they really may not get a bunch of free agents. Uh, yeah, wide receiver wise, they don't need to bring in anybody. Um, so for them, it will be can you bring in the big time offensive lineman? Yeah, the big offensive lineman is in free agency. Uh, can you bring him in? And honestly, it comes down to are you willing to pay? That's the thing with Cincinnati. Cincinnati mm-hmm. is known for historically being very, very cheap. So are they willing to pay the top guys to come in and to help this team continue to be Super Bowl contenders? Like we talked about a few weeks ago, the AFC. It's going to be very tough to get back to the Super Bowl as the AFC representative because you got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens. When they get back healthy, are going to be a monster again. Like they have so many good teams in the AFC, you have to stay on top of your game and continue to get better. If that offensive line is still trash next year, they will not make it back to the Super Bowl. No, I don't even know if they make it back to the playoffs. To be honest with you, look, they were ten and seventeen this year. Like that's a good record. Don't get me wrong, but they were like basically a fringe team. If you look at it, you know, all around, there was nine and eight, there was 10 and seven. So, you know, they won that division almost by default, like we were talking about. So I, I don't know, Nikki, I hear you from the perspective of you want to go win football games. You want to win championships. Yeah. Go over there if they're willing to pay, but yeah, D brings out a good point. They really haven't been willing to do that. And you know, what big time free agents are going to come over there seemingly mostly on the defensive side, if not again, the offensive line, because their skills uh, positions are set. So I won't they, did pay, they did pay Trey Hendrickson. The Saints couldn't pay him because, like I've been saying for years, we live in check to check for a while now. Yeah, so <laughs> we couldn't pay him. So they did pay Trey Hendrickson. They did pay a few other people. So maybe they are willing to pay that big time offensive lineman to come there and protect Joe Burrow. And maybe the offensive lineman sees the way Joe Burrow gets down. They're like, okay, yes, we would love to pay for him to for us to be able to protect him. I do yeah. apologize. I'm still sunny out here, and I'm getting all the sun coming through my back. No, it, you're coming through clear. Oh, they got, like it's like you got orbs around you. You know, you're, yeah. you're, an, angel. <laughs> you're an angel. That's what's up. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Free agency has started today, I think, actually, and it goes yeah. um, 
to March. Or I mean, you can start uh, franchise tagging, and then March eighth is free agency and all this stuff. So yeah, we'll see what goes on. But um, as far as another quarterback and free agency and whatever you want to call it, I'm starting to think right now, guys, because we haven't seen Trey Lance a lot. <laughs> That's funny. That was my team name. That was your team name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even mean to do that at all. That was completely <laughs> unintended. I swear to God. That's weird. Wow. All right. So <laughs> we haven't seen Trey Lance a lot. And we've seen what Jimmy Garoppolo can do, yada, yada. Trey Lance should be the starter going into next season. But I'm wondering, Nikki, is it a good idea to try to keep Jimmy G as the backup or let him go and see if somebody will take on that salary? No, God, just let Jimmy G go. Please. Like, just let him go. I think you've seen what you can see out of him, right? I feel like it's like, you know, same thing with Daniel Jones. I mean, we're on like year three here. Like, I think we've seen all we need to see. Besides, apparently it's between him and Jameis Winston in Pittsburgh. So, you know, I'm sure somebody will pick up Jimmy G. He would probably be a good backup. I think his time is done in San Francisco. I think it's time to move on. I think he's going to be a starter somewhere, which is sad. And I agree with you. I am ready because, look, even if he is the backup going into next season, if we were able to work that out, Damien, I'm not cool with that because he's still not going to bring us to where we got to go. I mean, that's the bottom line. He's going to foul up at some point. So, yeah, let Trey Lance get all he can, everything, simplify the offense as much as you can in the first season, get him going. I would try, Again, if you can get – get something for Jimmy G. I'm not sure really what they can get. D. I don't know. They're not going to get a first rounder for him. I mean, maybe, maybe a second if they're lucky, but more likely a third and a fourth and, you know, and the next year following probably, so they're not going to get a whole lot for him and they've been paying him a whole lot of money. Um, but I don't know. Do you think they should keep him around? No, I don't think you should keep him around. It's hard to keep the guy who was a starter who brought you, who was part of bringing you to a Super Bowl and a championship game as the backup. Like that's yeah. a really tough situation, yeah. especially for a young guy like Trey Lance to have him behind him. So whenever you know Trey messes up, there will be fans that was like, "Hey, at least Jimmy G can get us there, right?" I know he's Good not point. the best, but he can do that. So I think you have to bring in another backup. You want a quality backup. It's very important to have a quality backup just in case the starter does get hurt. But I think I you got to let Jimmy G go. I don't think you get a second for him because I think you guys traded a second to get him. Yeah, and at that time his value was higher than it is now. Um, so I think you probably end up getting like a third or fourth maybe for him. Uh, take that pick and just go on about your business. Mm. Uh, Pittsburgh might be willing to pay that for him because Mason, like they're reporting right now, the season started, it'll be Mason Rudolph. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a good look. I would take I would take Jimmy G over Mason Rudolph for sure. So yeah. if, <laughs> so if I'm Pittsburgh, I'll take Jimmy G. And with if that defense can get back to a high level like they were a couple years ago, Jimmy G is a good guy to have there the improved offensive line and that running game can get going for sure with Najee Harris. So maybe Pittsburgh's willing to do that for you. We'll see. Then again, I always, I look at that Aaron Rodgers, um, Mike Tomlin drink ah. a little bit. Yep. The forbidden oh, word over there, the buzzword. <laughs> I know we got to watch out for that. Got to watch out. All right. So we'll see what happens with that situation, but yeah, we got to get, I would like to get a nice backup, um, but hopefully I don't want to see whoever the backup is for the entire year, because I would love Trey Lance to be rocking and rolling. So he's a rookie quarterback in 2021. Who would be your number one guy in 2021 the, from the 2021 rookie class of quarterbacks that would probably shine this year, Nikki? So we got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. So you can even include Mac Jones if you want, because I know he was the best of them last year, but maybe he'll take a 
Quantum I'm just saying, just saying, just saying, you know. So I don't know, Nikki, out of those five, which do you think is going to take the biggest step up? Uh, well, I guess you could say probably Mac Jones. I mean, got to see what's going to happen in Jacksonville. I know there's supposed to be a lot of talent there. Different coach. I think Doug Peterson, probably the right fit, but I'm not ready to jump in all in on, on that one. Justin Fields. I just feel like Chicago holds him back, right? Like it's not a great team. I feel like they're holding him back. So right now I would go with, with Mac Jones and then Trey Lance. I just haven't seen enough. I just don't right. quite know. So right. I would default to Mac Jones for right now, February 23rd. We'll see. Our predictions aren't due till August. So no, of course. <laughs> We're speculating right now. We're just conversing. That's all. This yeah. means nothing. It ain't written in stone. It's not the 10 commandments. That's for sure. The, <laughs> so I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, I think, Tre I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step forward. Doug Peterson is his head coach this year. Um, I mean, look, he was the number one pick for a reason. I don't believe he's a bust. I think he's on a bad team right now, but he's got a full season behind him. Now he knows what to expect. I feel like he will get better and they'll win more games next year. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team by any means, unless they do a smash job in free agency, but he would be my guy, Ding. I'm going to go with an outsider. I'm going to go with Davis Mills. Ooh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Davis Mills to take the lead uh, for the rookies. Uh, he had some moments last year. You see the game against Tennessee, the game against, uh, I was about to say San Diego. The uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see those two games. Like, okay, you got some moments there. Uh, he found Brandon Cook, so he's smart. He knows how to find his best receiver. Uh, so I can yep. see him taking a big step forward under Lovey Smith, and maybe that organization uh, is not as much of a joke as they were last year. We'll see. But I can see Davis Mills taking that leap and being a surprise uh, guy for next year. He did play better. He surprised me toward the end of the year. He was throwing some nice touch passes toward the sideline and stuff. I'm like, okay. I don't know if you got – when we were talking about our draft last year, I picked – I the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the 32nd pick because they won the Super Bowl. I thought Davis Mills was going to be there – Next guy up. Maybe they're, you know, kicking themselves in the butt right now for that. But, that's, yeah, he did a good job. Good they don't have anybody right now. Well, they don't. Bland Gabbard being a guy. Yeah, oh, God. When you, when, you, when you start making excuses for Bland Gabbard, they got a problem, man. That ain't no good. That ain't no good. But I'll tell you, freaking San Diego Chargers. I'm just going to call them the Brandon Failies until this guy freaking comes <laughs> out. Oh, man, you hate him. You hate He's him awful. Like Aaron Rodgers. He's awful. You know, I hate him more because I was right about him from week one. I'm like, this guy sucks. He's just yeah. a child. Figure it out. But you did call that. hopefully you will get better. Anyway, we'll see. All right. So um, I love that Brian Flores was added to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. You talk, that's a, as solid as you get as an organization. So I love the fact that he's there as a, def um, a senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Um, so he wants to be involved in football and yeah, the lawsuit is still going on and everything, Nikki, but he wants to be involved in football. And Mike Tomlin's like, I want that dude on my staff and I don't freaking blame him at all. I mean, you basically have a head coach as your assistant defensive head coach. I mean, he could bring so much to the table. I think it's a great move for Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, it is. It's a fantastic move for Pittsburgh. I'm glad Brian Flores did get a job and that the lawsuit didn't, you know, hinder any of that. I don't know if it's the job he wants, but I think he's going to fit great in Pittsburgh. And now Pittsburgh just needs hmm, a quarterback, an offensive line, <laughs> yeah, right? talent, you know, so baby steps. Maybe they get Flores to play offensive line. Him and Tomlin probably could do a pretty damn good job better than what they got right now. 
But, um, yeah, D, I, I love the addition, Brian Flores. I believe he'll be a head coach next year. We'll see how this lawsuit thing works out. But, um, yeah, somebody's going to pick him up next year, in my mind, no doubt. And this is just him being able to be back in football and do what he loves. Yeah, I look at this situation like an onion, right? Hmm. There's layers to it. From Pittsburgh's side, it's amazing. I love that they hired him. It's an amazing hire for them to get, like you said, a head coach as an assistant coach, right? Yep. But from Brian Flores' side, it's kind of like a slap in the face, right? It's like you were a CEO and now they're asking you to be mm. the customer service guy on the phone. Mm. Right? Like Good analogy. There were there were steps for this, and like he's overqualified for the job he has now. Yeah. And sure. I hope that this hire wasn't an attempt to try to stop him from suing NFL. We need whatever's been happening to be exposed. We're not going to forget that the Giants had they got hired already before they even interviewed him. Like right. we can't forget that. We can't let that slide. So we have to make sure that this doesn't get swept under the rug because he's now hired with an NFL coaching job. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that it does lead to head coaching opportunities in the future. But we have to make sure that this isn't a way to distract us from the real issue of him not getting a real opportunity as a head coach, knowing that he's fully qualified to do it. He's been successful as a head coach. And because he's exposing Miami for trying to tell him to lose games or try to pay him to lose games and exposing NFL for doing these just shams of interviews for black candidates, we have to make sure him getting a job doesn't distract or doesn't end the pursuit of making sure that other candidates are treated fairly. It's very well said, man. And I I don't think that it will, in my opinion. Um, I think that this is just, again, him him wanting to be – just around the game of football. And I think that every NFL owner knows that this guy would be a great head coach for their team, whether they have a good head coach or not at this point. Um, yeah, but that's, that's a really interesting aspect to bring up. Um, I don't think that Pittsburgh would hire him, especially the Rooney rule comes out of Pittsburgh. I don't you see. That's why I say that organization is so solid and stable and, you know, like they're the ones that you look at as like a model franchise of the NFL for the most part. They've been around forever and all this stuff. So I don't think that Pittsburgh would do that. I know, sure, shit, Mike Tomlin wouldn't do that, you know, and he's way too smart to let something like that slip under his freaking rug, man. You know what I mean? I don't think that he would allow that. But that's a really interesting thought. That's a very interesting thought. But no, um, I'm glad that he's I'm glad he's with Pittsburgh and I know he's going to be head coach again. But we'll see what happens with the lawsuit. And yeah, hopefully, like you said, man, it is not a distraction, but. I think that Brian Flores is too headstrong in a good way to allow that to happen. So they're going to make things happen. He's been on the news all over the place. He's he's going after it, and we're going to support him. A lot of people are going to support him. There's no question about it, no doubt. All right, um, let's see what else we got over here. Just to end it out real quick, do you guys think that Russell Wilson is going to be out of Seattle this year? What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, I hope he's coming to New York. Mm. <laughs> I hear they, they want to see what Daniel Jones got and Saquon Barkley for that matter. That's what Dayball's saying. Yeah, I know. Well, mm. we'll see what he's got. Listen, if you don't have an offensive line, you got nothing. You can't run the ball. You can't throw the ball. I don't care who's behind there. If your quarterback is on his back the entire time, what do you expect him to do? It's not like we got Lamar Jackson back there who's going to take off and run for Daniel Jones can't really run. You got to do like that. quarterback. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Well, he so, can run. He just can't run without falling. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, right. <laughs> Invisible lines. That trip was like, he'll never live that down. That oh, was so yeah. funny. Never, never. Yeah, he was running blood fumble for Mark Sanchez. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the butt fumble's way worse. Let's not even get yeah. to butt it. But oh that's just God. as awful as you get. It's like Jackie mm-hmm. Smith dropping the touchdown in the end zone in the Super Bowl. But I don't know. Uh, Russell Wilson, I know he wants out of there. And I think that Seattle D is willing to part ways with him. It's just where? What do you think? Do you think that he's going to be out this year? I can see it happening this year because they don't want to go into the next season with that distraction if he really wants to be out of there. Now, the thing is with him, the asking price is going to be high. So with Jimmy yeah. G, San Francisco is probably going to accept the fourth round. If they get a third round, they probably jump for joy. With Russell <laughs> Wilson, they're going to be like, we want two first rounders. We want a player. They're going to ask for the moon, the sky, the stars, everything. Yeah. So what team is willing to pay that price to get him? And he's sneaky gold. Like he's I not. Know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He's a young pup anymore. Yeah, he's not. He's no, no longer a spring chicken. So it's yeah. like because you don't think about him that way. Because we have Tom Brady who just retired, and Aaron Rodgers still right. playing at a high level, and Big Ben who just retired. So you don't think of Russ as being older. It's like no, nah, he's not. He's not going to be the guy for the next ten years for you. So how much are you willing to give up to get a guy who may only be at this level for the next three years? And you would That's have to be. I'm sorry. I was going to say you have to be a team that's, you know, like in a Tom Brady situation, Matt Stafford situation, ready to win right now. Because like you said, yeah, you're not bringing him in here for the long haul. You want to win within the next year or two if you bring in Russell Wilson, you know. So it's got to be a team that's ready to do it. And, you know, obviously, we know, the Saints would be one of those great spots, but they're in salary cap hell. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Um, If I think if he went to Denver, I think things would work out really well over there. Um, And I think that he would do well in Pittsburgh. Like Nikki said, you know, you got to protect the guy, too. I mean, Jesus. So but he really wants out of Seattle, man. And he's not, uh, you know, he ain't really being shy about it. So we'll see if something happens. But, yeah, like after March 8th, we're going to start to see a lot of action going on. And uh, that guy in uh, Green Bay, number 12, we'll see what he finally does. Oh, my God. Who cares? Man, I don't know, man. Indy's going to be moving off of Carson Wentz. It looks like they are not attached to him at all maybe russ can end up in the afc in indy i don't know maybe they can work that would something be, that would be a great situation if he ended up that would be fantastic that would be amazing yeah. yes that would be a fantastic situation there's no but they still you know, the cults if they want to be like really 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 for real like michael Pittman jr i like him a lot as a wide receiver but he's a number two he really ain't a number one. Like they got to get another guy in there. If they can bring in Chris Godwin somehow, you know, I mean, geez, that team could be a real contender next year. If they bring in those two guys, Russ Wilson and Chris Godwin, I don't know how the hell they're going to do it. But if they can, then that would be amazing. I don't know. Devontae be- Adams could be a free agent. Hmm. Yeah. 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 They're going to franchise his ass, man. They're going to franchise yeah, They're going to franchise him for sure. Yeah. They're not, they're not, <laughs> yeah they're not you don't let a wide receiver like that go. You, you pay him whatever the hell he wants. I mean, to me, he's the best in the game. I mean, people say DeAndre Hopkins and a Cooper Cup this year, but if I had my pick, I'd take Devontae Adams over everybody. Dang. That's just nah, me. He's definitely up there. Uh, I was in a Twitter spaces the other day. They were talking about the top five wide receivers. Um, I had Cooper Cup at number one just because the season he had was so ridiculous. Yeah. And I could see him having another, like, not this level, but I could see him going from 1,900 to 1,700 yards, which would still yeah. be great. Exactly. Um, so if it's between Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, you can put in there as well. Or with Tyreek, I don't know if he's as good if he doesn't have that special guy throwing him the ball. Mm. So that's, that's the question with Tyreek. That's but interesting. There's, there's a few guys. The NFL is really talented right now. Right. Justin Jefferson had over 1,600 yards last year. Yeah, man. Um, Two great years in a row to start off his career. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's something that's really going under the radar because Minnesota hasn't been as good. But that's that dude's amazing. Yeah, so – 
Uh, there's a lot of guys. Brandon Cooks, I mentioned earlier, he's extremely underrated as a wide receiver. Yeah. He produces no matter who it is. Jerry Goff, Davis Mills. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still producing. That dude's amazing. Uh, so there's wide receiver heavy right now in the NFL. Man, Brandon Cooks, he's played for more teams than they actually have in the NFL right now. <laughs> he's not, that's the thing. He's like, he's not a bad teammate. Good. Right? I mean, dude, he was on the Houston dude. Oilers at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy because he reduces everywhere he goes. Like I had a, I have, I still have a Brandon Cook Saints jersey in my closet right now. Like, he's, oh, about <laughs> that. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So he, he produces everywhere he goes. Yes. But for some reason, he just isn't appreciate enough to be a guy who sticks. I just don't get it. I, I'm with you, man. I don't, maybe I don't know. Is he a bad locker room guy? I haven't heard anything like that because it is weird—a guy of his talent to be all over the place. I mean, he was with the Rams, obviously, as we know. I mean, yeah, he just jumped around. He was with the Patriots for a hot minute. Yeah, you know, crazy, crazy. What's up, Nathan? And oh, speaking of the Patriots, yeah, J.C. Jackson is going to be a free agent. That guy is top three cornerback in the league this year, so yeah. they're going to have to pay some money for him. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be like asking for 15 million a year, probably, which is a lot of money for a cornerback, but. He might be worth it, you know. If if a cornerback can shut down one side of the field, or you can move him around to stick the best wide receiver, they're worth that fifteen to eighteen million dollars that they're asking for. I agree. I agree. Yeah, some team is going to be. Oh God, the 49ers can use him so bad. And you know what? We got room. We can actually. You know what? Go fucking get him, Lynch. <laughs> John Lynch. Get J.C. Jackson right now. Solve half of our problems on the back end of the defensive side. That would be great. But uh, Nikki, real quick before we move on, um, wanted to ask you. Besides the giant Super Bowls, okay, all four of them, all right, mm-hmm. they're all they're all their championships that they got. Other than giant Super Bowls, what was the best one you ever seen? Oh my god, I don't know. Because you I just think know. Giants, that's why it's like Giants. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I, I don't know. I still like as long. We've been doing this two years. You think I'd be a little more like uh, balanced <laughs> or like less biased? But I. No. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like 18 and choke. Like, how is that not the best? I mean, talk about improbable. Like, here's the thing. If Cincinnati won this Super Bowl, would everybody be like, oh, my God, I'm so shocked. Like, yeah, a lot of people didn't give them a chance in hell. But, like, the fact that the Giants beat the Patriot, nobody, even I, think D, it was just you, right? In high school, you, like, made a bet or yeah. something. What are you doing? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, my man. My first unpopular I- opinion. Yeah, <laughs> win, but like I didn't think they would. The 2007 I one, I I actually picked them to win because of the way they played the Giants the last game. But the 2011 one, I was like, oh man, like they did it again. I'm like, holy shit. So all right, so you were just Giants bias all over the place. Yes, or the Malcolm Butler play. I mean, that one was like holy. Now, shit. That was a very good Super Bowl. It was. Yeah, no, yes, it, with a great was. ending, no doubt about it. No doubt. Like we always look toward great endings, like maybe Arizona, Pittsburgh with Santonio Holmes doing yeah. his thing. Yeah. Maybe I think the most exciting, not the best Super Bowl, but the most exciting one I think I've ever seen was Philly Patriots with the Philly special. That was yeah. offense. Boom, How boom. dare you? How dare you bring this up in my presence? And what can, I can't please you in any way. There's nothing I can do. There's Howard. nothing I can do. Look, she's giving me the Jawan Howard mush right now. Look at yeah. <laughs> Feel that all the way from Jersey. Oh. <laughs> I felt it too. I felt it. I really did. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. D, what about you? I mean, I know the Saints are your favorite one, you know, obviously yeah. over Indian uh, 2009, was it? Yeah. 2009. So uh, other than that, you got one that pops in your head? Uh, the one that comes to mind for me brought up the Arizona-Pittsburgh game. I thought that game was just phenomenal from start to finish. 
Uh, I still have the image in my head, Larry Fitzgerald just running down the field uh, for that touchdown. Yeah, like, it was a, that was just an amazing game, full of amazing plays. James Harrison getting best play in Super Bowl history. Yeah, that was absolutely yes. ridiculous. And then you, on top of that, you have to throw it to Santonio Holmes, added to all those plays. Right. So that yeah, that one's probably my favorite outside the Saints one. Um, another one that stands out. You mentioned Patriots Seahawks. That was a really good game. Great, like game. just from start to finish. People forget about the uh, curse catch where he cut. Oh yeah, bobbles. Yeah. yeah. Like that was a crazy play as well. Right. So yeah, they had some really good ones, but I have to say for my favorite outside the Saints, I would go Arizona Pittsburgh. All right. And that was that was a great one, man. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we thought from it. it's like, oh, there goes Fitzgerald streaking down the field. Yeah. He's got the chip up. Yeah, man. Jeff yeah. Yep, Santa. You just knew Roethlisberger and home and Santonio Holmes were just in lockstep with each other that whole drive. They just boom. Yeah. I think he had like four catches on that drive alone. And then that grab in the end zone just it's, it's amazing how on final drives quarterbacks can find that RC they need to find, right? Right, that's right. <laughs> that's Stafford right. definitely found Cooper Cup on that last drive anytime he wanted yeah. to. I gotta find this guy, and he did. So, when the big boys step up, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice back in 1988, he had over 200 yards, and they go down and they win that game. The touchdown was to John Taylor, but Rice felt like he caught it. It was he said that was the greatest football moment of his life when John Taylor caught the touchdown, not even him. So, great yeah. stuff. It, oh, god, you gotta love football. Gotta love football. Uh, how did you guys do with uh, so Sunday was the first Sunday without football? Such a yeah. weird day, isn't it? That first yeah. Sunday, like, what do I do with myself? Oh, I can actually get shit done. Yep. So yeah, really. Yeah. I know it's like this time. Wow, it's like I can go to bed at a normal hour tonight. Are you kidding me? Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I had I had no excuse. I had to get my chores done. Uh oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I couldn't, I couldn't be like, hey, I got to watch this game for the podcast. I couldn't. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> no excuse coming out now. That's it. Yeah. Nathan agrees with you. Arizona, Pittsburgh for sure. And then, yeah, of course, Nick, you're loving the David Tyree catch. I mean, that is definitely yeah. historical right there. Like I said, you can't write NFL history without the David Tyree catch. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So we go from. That's, that's true. It's there. You are in for it the day Eli gets in the Hall of Fame. And you know what? I'm tired of seeing the slander. It's all over my timeline. I'm sick and tired of it. So, you know, I think it's time for an article. I'm going to lay my case out exhibit by exhibit. I'm okay. going to cite my references. Okay. And I invite everyone to come at me with their bullshit excuse why he shouldn't be in there. I'll, I'll be the first one. Good. <laughs> you will be the second one. If his last name was not Manning, it would not be to this level. There's oh no question about God. it. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. God, it's so old and Football tired. royalty name. Bunch of oh, two freaking runs tired. in 16 years. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No good. Does not hey, go, go back to my old argument. If it was the Hall of Greatness instead of the Hall of Fame, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that Eli Manning gets into the Hall of Greatness. All right. You guys see <laughs> that Michael uh, Mike Greenberg clip that's been floating around, and he states exactly why Eli should be in there. I'm going to retweet it out. I've been retweeting it, but I'm going to retweet it again so that everybody can watch it and understand. It's like the only tweet that Nikki, that she gets no responses to, is Eli Manning being in the Hall of Fame. Still not true. Otherwise, she. Oh, no, that's true. You get responses for everything. You are the queen. You have turned into it. There's no doubt. Oh, man. So, all right. NFL, definitely an extreme sport. But we decided, or actually, I think Nikki decided, that we should go over the four, <laughs> <laughs> the four extreme activities that we haven't done but want to do. So that's the kicker. 
All right. You got extreme activities all over the place, but some you may not want to do. So these are the ones that we want to do. All right. So we got our top four. You guys ready to roll? Yes, sir. Let's freaking do it, baby. Here we go. As Biggie plays in the background. God bless you. Rest in peace. Number four, Damien. How about you? You go first. What do you got? So for my number four, I got to go snowboarding. I haven't, mm. uh, I've done snowboarding, but not outside. So when I was in the Navy, went the to hell that? I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What are you doing on the computer or something like that? Were you no, snow- so in Dubai, <laughs> they have a mall. The I think it's the Mall of Emirates where they have indoor snowboarding. So oh. I, I did it with the fake snow and everything. I've done that, but I haven't done it actually outside with real actual snow. And like, I want to do like that. And I also want to do like one of those courses, get good enough to do like my snow, uh, my Sean White impression and, <laughs> and do tricks and all that stuff. So that would be my number one to become a really good snowboarder and do tricks and stuff. That's your one or your four? My four. four. Your four. Okay. Sorry. So that's your four. All right. All right. I'm down with the snowboarding thing. It didn't quite make my list. I tried to go a little more extreme. Um, But Nikki, let's hear your four before I get to mine. You know what I love about this is that like my definition of extreme and somebody else's definition of extreme might be totally totally different. Right. Extreme for me was snowmobiling up a fucking mountain. Beautiful. Beautiful to get up the top. You see the eagle flying over. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> For you, you go on the swing set and you're good. That's that's your thrill. You're fine like, right there. Yeah, like, yeah, no. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need a million thrills in my life. But there are a few things I would consider doing. Like, these are four that, like, I'm scared to do because I'm just not that, like, into extreme things. Uh, but then you could probably convince me to do. So. <laughs> okay, so you would do it. I would do it. Yeah. Okay. It's probably right. easy to convince me to do this. Let's um, hear it. So it's like random, but pole vaulting. It looks so fun to me. Just like <laughs> get this running start, right? Go over this pole and just kind of like fly through the air and just land on this ginormous mat. Now I am terrified of the pole breaking and like impaling me, which <laughs> I did look up that like very rarely ever happens, but it does happen. However, I think I could con- be convinced to do it if I learn the technique. So I don't know if you just kind of like throw yourself up and hope for the best, but there like- is definitely technique to that, and one of which I'm never going to learn. That, that <laughs> I'm scared of. I because I could just see myself being one of those idiots like you see in the movies that go straight up. It's like whoop, going right, <laughs> right down, right, or falling backwards. See, the thing with me is like it's not so much height. I have a fear of like falling and breaking every bone in my body. Yeah, that's a horrifying yeah. feeling. It is. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. But flying over that pole and just landing in that big mat, that looks kind of cool. Fun. It does I, look cool. I tried it once at track practice in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, that's nothing. I could do that. So I went <laughs> and did it. And like, when I tell you the pole didn't even go halfway up, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, and it was like, nope. <laughs> you know what? Nope, not worth it. Not gonna happen. Screw it. I'm out. My coach is like, "Why don't you go back over there and practice high jumping like you were doing?" Okay. <laughs> Stick to what you're good at, son. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Yeah, I, damn. Yeah, that, I'm I'm terrified of that, Nikki. I'm not gonna lie. Snowboarding, I definitely want to try. It was right outside my list, but my number four. I don't know if you guys know what this is or seen it. But wingsuit base jumping, have you ever heard of this before? 
that I've, I've seen it so they have those suits that are yes like yeah yes I've exactly it. the suits are made of like highly durable fabrics or something like that and so they allow you like to like soar through the air before being released by a parachute at the end the parachute kind of scares me a little bit i never know if that motherfucker's gonna open but nevertheless <laughs> i would i would want to do that like i just i want to fly man i want to fucking fly i want to like literally glide and fly all over the damn place and i just think it would that like again if i would have a superpower it would be to fly because it'd just be so much damn fun so i'm ready to do that wing base jumping in that suit i'm down i would do that it is scary but i but i would do it so that's my number four that's my number four what, what about you d what do you got for four? uh for my number three. Oh, three. i'm sorry yes yeah, so my number three so this is probably about to expose how much of a chicken i am <laughs> my number my number three you're talking about like going and doing a real thing so there's these places where you can go into like the air tunnel and and you can imitate yourself doing skydiving. That's all I want to do. Oh, I yeah. I want to do the imitation skydiving in one of those air tunnels and fly in there and like go up and down. Real skydiving? I don't know. But right. <laughs> but actually we're doing the imitation skydiving, I'll do that. You know what? That's cool. Because again, I'm, the parachute thing freaks me out. Like, are you going to open or not? So I'm, I'm not sure if I want to do skydiving, even though that was going to be my 40th birthday present, but it was COVID. So that screwed everything up. But I was going to do it. And I'm glad I didn't. It was like a gift from God. Like, nope, son, not going to happen. This is not for you. I'm not down with that. But damn, man. Um, I, I You see, I'm cool with the idea of like it being like almost like virtual, like you're saying, because you ever go to like Disney and stuff like that. And, you know, they put you in one of them, you know, whatever, uh, you know, you're in one of the machines, whatever the hell you want to freaking call it. And they got all the virtual stuff around you and you're like not even moving anywhere. They just got wind blowing over here. And this, but it feels so real. So I'm down with that. That would be cool and safe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <I like it. laughs> all right, Nikki, number three, my no father worries. welcoming you back to the show over here. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. What thank up, you. Pops? Thank you. Um, all right, my number three is um, have you guys seen the kite ice skating kite? Yeah, skating? I have. So I think yeah. I would probably do that. The problem is I don't know how to ice skate uh, <laughs> or surf or like do any of that. But I mean, so you're on the you know, if you do it on the water, you're on the board and you're just hanging on to the kite. Or you could do it on ice skates. The problem is that if a big gust of wind comes, you you go up with it. So uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that part. But it looks safe enough that I think that I'd probably do it. It's just safe enough. You know, you know, my life is in the balance a little bit here, but I would do it. All right. All right. I've seen that, though. It looks cool. It does look fun. It, it looks pretty damn cool. I will say that. All right. So that's your number three. What do I got? Oh, my number three, it's really not as dangerous, but if you want to go extreme, zero gravity flight. I would love to do that. That means you're just like weightless, gliding around, floating. You can, again, me, you can fly. You know, it's just like being in a spaceship. Uh, the spaceship, listen to me. The space station, something like that. <laughs> got the UFOs coming down again to take us, guys. Uh, but yeah, it would just be like being like that, like zero gravity, just flipping around, doing what I just think that would be so cool. So it's really not dangerous. It's extreme and fun, but I would love to do zero gravity, man. That would be so. Really? Do you think you'd puke everywhere? I for sure. No, would. I don't. I've been on that Gravitron where it spins you around like 5 billion miles an hour. And I'm always like the one laughing. <laughs> That's me. So now I can handle it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I, could, I could see that being fun for sure. 
Oh, boy. Yep. All right, D, two. Extreme time. What you got for two? For number two, it's similar to Nikki's number three. So you guys have seen, like, people, um, they'll have something they're holding on to that's, like, on a rope tied to a boat. They're in the yeah, back, like, yeah. doing the, either, like, the surfing or, you know, like, do flips with it and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll be pretty good at that. And that's long cool. as, like, I can, like, skip over some of the waves and stuff like that. So I don't know the exact name of it. But I think I'll be pretty good at doing that, and I could do that pretty good. It's like what the jet skiing, what do they call it? You, but that is cool, yeah, no doubt. Is that wakeboarding? Oh, maybe Wait, that's I guess waveboarding probably is what it's called. Like yeah, yeah, I would so, do that. I guess it's extreme waveboarding if they're going pretty fast with it. I've seen them like attached to speedboats and they've been doing oh, it to where they oh, go. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I guess it's yeah. extreme waveboarding. I think my god of water skiing, I think she's right. Okay. That's that would be oh, the most yeah. proper oh, term, okay. yeah. Thanks, Ma. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, that, yeah, I think I would do that. I would do that. Nikki, would you do that? Um, yeah, I'd probably do that. Everything is probably with you. You need to be definitive. What's if, we, <laughs> if you were president, we'd be screwed, man. Um, no, no, sure you'd be in such good shape if I was president. Stop, okay? Because you'd have the day after the Super Bowl would be a national holiday. Next week, I'm going to do the letter I, and I'm going to be indecisive, indescriptive, you know, unintended, not knowing which one. Because <laughs> it all sounds good in theory, but then, like, you actually go to do it, and you're like, oh, yeah, my chicken out factor is probably pretty high, so. <laughs> all right, where are we at? We're at number two? Yeah. For Nikki, right? Mm-hmm. Is it me? Oh, yes. It okay, you. so now that I've stood at the top of the ski jump at the Olympic Park, and seen it in person it is terrifying but it looks so freaking fun and the practice looks really fun to just kind of ski off of it and land in the water right looks fun just kind of like do your flip and your jump but i don't know it would take a lot of convincing however i felt better knowing that it is the second safest sport it's not a deadly sport you might break something but really, you just kind of slide on down there, fly up, hold your body like straight, you know, and just land. It's really like a Wait, is that, you're talking about the one where you're on skis and you're going zoom yes. and then boom? Yes. Hell to the no. <laughs> no. <it's>, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. High. It's, it's kind of high. It's kind of You're high flying in the air with 20 foot. You want to fly. Okay. You want to fly with the suit on. At least I got a suit. Like gonna land in water or snow. What do you think? A helmet's gonna help you when you flip over thirty-five times? Damn, no, no. And mom is saying, by the way, you can't commit to nothing. So me and mom. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't. You're lucky you get a maybe out of me. I know, but she's busting on me now. She's saying that's so funny. You want to fly? Yeah, I want to fly, but I don't want it's twenty-foot skis attached to me. I'm scared to death of it. No way. I fly in different ways. I fly. I got other ways to fly, man. But like it looks uh, really fun. It looks. It looks like it's a lot of fun. It, yeah, and my next one it kind of goes with what one of you had before. It's this, it's called speed flying, like combined like paragliding and parachuting. It's like a crazy experience. Like it, it's it's um God, how do I explain it? What's the best way to do it? Um, you are flying again, again. I'm flying all over the damn place. So at first you're like paragliding, like through the air or whatever, and as you get to your altitude or whatnot, then again the parachute comes out, which I'm so hesitant to rely on. But I want to fly, so I just keep wanting to fly all over the damn place. But my number one, I promise you, I'm not flying in D. What do you got for your number one? So for my number one, I don't know if it's that extreme, but I would love to go on the fastest roller coaster in the world. 
that's cool. I love yeah, roller coasters. Yeah, I'm a big roller coaster guy. It was funny because we were talking about it the other day. And it's been a while since I've been to the theme park. Of course, you know, uh, pandemic happened and it, it kind of took away uh, theme parks for a little bit. But so it's been a while since I've been to a theme park. So I'm like, dang, at 32 now, do I still have that same eagerness <laughs> I had the last time I went to a theme park and just, just ready to go and hit all the crazy roller coasters? Like living in California, I've been to Magic Mountain a few times, ah. Six Flags. And back when they had Six Flags in New Orleans, I went a few times, of course, and Six Flags in Houston. So I've been on a lot of really good roller coasters. And I would love to go. I think it's in Ohio, if I remember correctly, the yeah. fastest one in the world. Um, so I would love to go on that one and, and check it out. So as I acknowledge your Nikki question, where is the fastest roller coaster in the world? <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is definitely an Andre Nikki question for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. I like that, though. Like, I'm a total... You know, theme park junkie. I, I love all that stuff. I love. There's not one ride that you can't get me to go on, as far as like theme parks are concerned. Yeah, I, I love them. And I remember being in this one one time. I don't know if I told you guys this. I'm in this. Um, I'm in this one. Uh, you know, whatever you want. It's not a roller coaster, but it's like the circular thing, and you're sitting in it, and you're sitting at the bottom. So I'm waiting for them to to raise us up to drop us, right? So I thought that's what the ride was. No, the ride was you're sitting down, and before you know it. Boom, they're shooting you like freaking feet in the air. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was waiting. I thought we were like going up slow to do a drop, but the ride was flying up. I was like, wow. Surprise. <laughs> Surprised the hell out of me, but it was fun as hell. That's what I loved about it because it was like scary for a minute. Like the actual rush came through. So, oh man, I dig it. I dig it. Absolutely awesome. All right, Nikki, what do you got for your number one? Um, My number one has been my number one for a very long time. I can't quite get myself to do it because I think my panic factor is going to be a little too much. I want to scuba dive so bad. I really, really, really do. I think it'd be so beautiful under the water. Now, like, I feel like I'm going to put the equipment on and forget how to breathe. Like, I breathe my whole life. (laughs) I'm not going to remember how to breathe. Nikki, it's so funny. Went scuba diving, put the mask on. Forgot how to breathe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for our honeymoon, we went scuba diving. And when you put that mask on, you really have to remember how to breathe, just like through your nose only. And when you're not doing it just naturally, you have to think about it. It really, like, you really have to concentrate on it. <laughs> I, was, I was in there, I couldn't even enjoy the water. I was in there panicking. <laughs> so, so it's definitely it's definitely a possibility that that can happen it is beautiful like if you go to the right place and you look under the water you can see all the fishes and stuff like we were outside of, of turks and caicos for our honeymoon so super clear water you go and you see and everything but another thing is if you go too deep and water gets in a damn hole that happened to me too oh god <laughs> Where the water came through, and then I had to hurry up and take the mask off, and then and then I take the mask off and forget I'm in water, gotta swim. So, gotta <laughs> swim. <laughs> so yes, you have to make sure that you're ready and prepared for that. So that definitely can happen for sure. <laughs> oh my god! See, this is why I'm scared. Not only like let's no, I'm never gonna do it now, mom. But then like maybe <laughs> a shark decides to come, or that's your what scares me. Inadvertently yeah. leaves you, and then you're stuck. Like I just, but my main thing is complete panic or decompression yeah. happens or I puke in my mask. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the best thing is like, we saw somebody, so we went on like a little tour where they give you the mask and you go out there 
one person brought their own. They had this full freaking mask where it was like attached to a thing that was like way taller than a normal one. Uh -huh. So they were just chilling, having a good old time, swimming and whatnot. So <laughs> you should get one of those that I think he said he got from Amazon. I remember talking to the guy on the boat. So basically, we went out there for like 10 minutes, then got back on the boat and continued to get drunk. That's oh. what we did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was cool. But like it, it was it definitely when you put it on, it's you have to like really take in deep breaths and like really concentrate on breathing. Because if you don't, you'll end up panic and pass out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's total panic for me. Yeah. I can't. I, I wouldn't even go snorkeling. Screw that shit. I'm. I'm I'm not down with it. Scuba diving. That's you see, the thing is, that's not our domain. Like that's 70% of the earth that belongs to the animals and the mammals and the fishes and all that stuff. That's and true. I don't know what the hell's going on down there, man. I ain't playing. I'm serious. I ain't missing around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so doing it. If, if you go, you should get one of those things from Amazon. The dude said it only costs like 30 bucks. The full on mask that covers everything. So you don't have to worry about, you can just breathe normal. And the thing is higher, so you don't have the chance of going down deep in the water getting inside. Oh, all right. I might do it with with yeah. the special mask. Yeah. Yeah. Ma's with me over here. Forget about it. Man. I'm getting, oh, you know, not like sharks, lemon that. sharks. I don't care what been, I, Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. I, I think that was snorkeling what we did. The scuba yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you were describing it with the mask and the two, it's snorkeling. Yeah, but still, I ain't okay, doing either yeah. one of them, man. I ain't fucking. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. But this one may surprise you guys. My number one extreme thing would be to drive a race car in, in, in like the Daytona 500. I would freaking love that. That would be so cool because I, lo I love going. Fa I'm fast and furious, baby. Fast and furious <laughs> one through nine, whatever they're up to freaking now, 58. I love that stuff. So I love flying and I love driving fast, baby. I want to get in that damn Autobahn. But yeah, I would love to race again. Look, I'm not like claiming to be some sort of street racer over here or anything, but I got some skills and I want to show them the hell off. And I'll put on my number 12 car, get that bad boy going, rev it up. Whatever company wants to get behind me, maybe Joe oh, Gibbs. It would be a 33 podcast. 33 podcast. We get more numbers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I do. I, I got the need for speed, baby. Yep. Call me Keanu Reeves, whatever the hell you want. I'm it. I want to. I want to drive fast around so that do you track. Wanna do, do you want to do a NASCAR like full car? Or do you want to do like Indy five hundred? Like those cars scare the shit out of me. The Indy five hundred. Okay. They're like miniature Batmobiles without any balance. It's like no positive traction on that car whatsoever. Those cars. Yeah. No, I mean, you could be flipping around for like 30 miles. I'm not down with that. I mean, not that you can't have an accident in NASCAR, but it's to me more safer. So I guess my extreme safe activity would be NASCAR. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not the fast driver. Like, I'm not slow. Like, I'm not the person that's annoying you because I'm in a fast lane going 60. All right. But I'm not a fast driver. At all. I'm definitely like, if the speed limit is 75, I'm going 80. Like I'm, that's pretty okay. much my my limit. I'm not going any faster than that. So I could not do that. That takes a lot of courage for sure from guys. I only do that because of the cops. If there were no cops there, I'd be going like a buck twenty easy, like no problem, weaving in and out. Yeah, I got anybody who knows me who's been in a car with me has always said, "Slow the fuck down." I drive so fast. Nobody likes driving with me at all because I'm just like, film, film. I, I have gone like one twenty on accident going to Vegas. Because oh yeah, it's such a long strip of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, like you're like literally seeing nothing but tumbleweeds and cactus. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going. I didn't even realize I was going that fast, and I I looked down like, oh snap, let me slow down. 
but you're like, <laughs> but it's literally nothing going on. So you just don't even realize you're just like, let me get through this, please. Exactly. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> fine. Man. This is the uh, worst drives where it's just like well, no yeah, scenery, like trees, no nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's once like going from San Diego to Vegas, there's a point once you get in Nevada where there's nothing mm. for like a good hour and a half, just nothing. <laughs> and yeah. if the people, it was like four of us, everybody else is asleep. So I'm just sitting there trying to <laughs> blast the music, trying to wake my keep myself that's up. The worst. It, it, it was it was the absolute worst. Oh, that, that's tough. I've done the dr- the drive to Florida, um, and I'm in South Florida, as you guys know, all the way up to New York, and it is a nightmare. But once you get to the Carolinas, you're driving for eight hours. There's just trees, and that's it. There's, you can't see anything else. There's nothing. It's just boring. And then you get to a place called South of the Border, which is right on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. So we stopped there one night. This is one time me and my buddies are driving anyway. So we stopped there one night. We take We sleep instead of driving the whole way through. So we go to this breakfast place it wasn't waffle house it was waffle something or whatever anyway so this lady's taking our order and everything right we like want to get some food get on the road so there's a little something i see in the floor and then it gets a little bit bigger and it turns out to be a cockroach and she steps on it i swear to god she steps on it and she says what can I get for you? I said, get me the fuck out of here. What do you get me the fuck out of here is what you can get me. (laughs) What can you get for me? You just stepped on a cockroach. What are you out of your damn? We were, get us out. It was McDonald's breakfast and that was it. We were gone. Gone. I wouldn't even eat in the state. No, I'd wait straight up like out of the South. Like, so what can I get for you guys? Like, oh my what? Absolutely. <laughs> did she try to do it like real quick to where you like she didn't think you saw it or she just oh like, she was oh, trying to be it. slick about it oh she was trying to be slick about it. I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys see that yeah we saw it goodbye see you later good luck with your next customer Jesus Christ I couldn't believe it like she told no regard what <clears throat> what can I get for you I'm like, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no. Hell like no. straight out of like a My Cousin Vinny movie or something like that. that yeah, freaking... that's definitely out of a movie. Oh my like, God. like that's out of a road trip type movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It totally that happens. Is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, funny stuff. Funny stuff. Oh, man. Having a good time over here. Laughing. And now it's time to get some knowledge in, baby. Let's do it. I say what? I think it's very Come on now. It's right on time. What, what, what? Here we go. Yeah, yeah, boy, you know what's up. Deep putting on them chair dancing like no other, baby. We love it. We love it. <laughs> it is the staple of the show, knowledge with Nikki time, but she's got something to tell you before she gives us what we're going to be missing questions on today. So I can't wait to hear it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> well, first of all, I watched and I was with Nikki last week. Ah. It was like 45 minutes long. I mean, you guys really like, <laughs> LA did good. You guys are good sports, but. We, we tried to do you right. We tried to do your honor right. It was good. So yes, yeah, so Knowledge with Nikki is, I'm so excited to announce, brought to you by Reebok. That is yes. right. It is brought to you by Reebok. If you go on 3rdandthreepodcast.com, right up top, you're going to see a link. You're going to get 40% off of your purchase. So need some new kicks, need some new hoodies, sports bras, yoga pants, 
all the apparel you need for all these safe extreme sports that we're going to try, you can go ahead, click the link. You're going to get 40% off, but you got to do it through thirdandthreepodcast.com. It's a special 40% off for us being Reebok affiliates. How nice is that? Beautiful thing, right? That's, you see, you're lucky. You're friends with us, you get 40% off. I mean, what the hell more can you ask for, right? Just by being friends and affiliates of the program, it's a beautiful thing. All right, Nikki, thank you for that right there. Yep, third and three podcasts. We are taking off. We're doing beautiful things. We want you to be part of it. March Madness, NFL, first round draft, mock. Oh, we got all this sort of stuff, but get on over there and see what we got in this. More to come. But before that, Nikki, it is time. What do we got this week? Oh, well, extreme sports trivia, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Let's make it happen. Okay, yeah. so who's first? I don't know. Did you guys go out of order later? Uh, D, you went first last week, right? Yeah. Okay. Is the music too loud, the Jeopardy music, or it's good? You guys hear it? Yeah, you're good. All right, cool. All right, Nikki, hit me. Okay. Jay, well, since you want to fly so bad, what is the world record... For most skydive jumps in 24 hours. By one person you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's try to be realistic here. I would say 38. No. Eight? Not realistic. I'm going to say 10. 640. How is that possible? Is <laughs> he jumping out of a one-foot plane off the ground? That's bullshit. That's not even possible. Okay, well, you can take Who's it up with Mr. For all the fuel they were wasting. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Not environmentally friendly. Talk no, about extreme. No. That's an extreme amount. Okay. When you go in extreme, you got to go big. Go big, go home. All right, number two. What percentage of base jumpers have witnessed a death or serious injury? 65%. I'm going to say 5%. 72. Oh, wow. Close, close, close. So let, let's not do the base jumping, Jay. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you stay away from that. All right. Close, but not close enough. Okay, I'm ready for number three. Okay, number three. According to Adventure Sports Company Extreme, the extreme sports industry brings in how much money per year worldwide? $30 billion. Uh, I'm going to say $2 billion. $200 billion. Wow. That's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, number four. What was the first extreme sport invented invented in the United States? Um, first extreme sport invented in the United States. Ah, uh, shoot, that's a really hard question. Um, I'll go with Ma because I'm not sure. Snowboarding? No, Dave. I'm gonna go skateboarding. <laughs> skateboarding. Skateboarding. All right, D. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah, 1950s was invented in you know Southern California by the surfers who wanted something to do when the waves weren't great. 
I like it. Ma, don't worry about it. I didn't know the answer. D did. Beautiful job. <laughs> and your daughter is not giving me the, the D, you know, like uh, ratio, you know, radius over here. I was only getting <laughs> off. I didn't get a point. Oh so, you know, my God. Cool. You said 30 billion. It was too Not that one. The 65%, it was 72%. Even LA said on the show last week, you would have given mm -hmm. that to if you watched, you would have seen it and you would have known. So we just proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah. LA, get on the mic right now and tell them what's up. She just did it again. <laughs> okay. Do you want the point? You can have the point. No, I don't want it. Only if you're going to give it to me. You're the boss. Okay. You can have the point. So now we are tied. I just, no, I just love messing with you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, D. You're up. I, right. Truth is, sometimes the ratio, I don't know. If you said 70 or 69, I feel like. I'm good. I'll live. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, <laughs> okay D, here we go. How many, how many injuries happen per year from free climbing? Free climbing? Uh-huh. Um, I feel like that has to be a lot. I'm going to say 1.5 million. Nope. Jack. I'm going to go a little lower, like two, 250,000. Oh, should I give it to you? Because the answer is zero. They all. <laughs> now she's just being mean little sister. That's all she is. You are just so, so mean girls. That's got to be so, your favorite movie, right? You said that there's no injuries because if they do get injured, the injury is death. Death. <laughs> that makes sense. I, was, I, I like yeah. that. It's like a little riddle right there. Yeah. A little tricky. Okay, number two. Limbo skating is a popular extreme sport that involves roller skating underneath cars, which requires intense flexibility. In what country is limbo skating popular? I had a state in mind, but that would be too. <laughs> that'd be too on the nose. Uh, so which country is it? Because I've seen somebody do that. I think it was like America's Got Talent. I saw somebody do the whole skating under the car thing. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy to see that, like how flexible somebody has to be to do that. Um, I'm going to say it's popular. She was from, where is she from? She was from one of the islands. So I'm going to say it's popular in the Bahamas. No. Jay? <laughs> I got two in mind, but I'll go with Japan. No. Unless you want me to give it to you based on geography. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Nikki? China? India. I, oh, I, all right. Look at my look at this right here. I want you to see that. India. Do you see mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. That was my first one. Why didn't I go with my first instinct? I would have had it. Oh, I man. <laughs> I wrote it down. India and Japan. Those are my two, and I should have had it. Again. See? Now give me the damn point. <laughs> no, you have to say it aloud I'm playing. I'm playing. through the class and the audience. I still feel good about myself that I had it. I still feel good. Yeah, hey, of all the places you could have picked. Exactly. Moral <laughs> victory. All right, D. Number three. What state led the U.S. in white water paddling deaths in 2020? So that's like where they go at it alone. They're not with a group. They're like kayaking by themselves or... Um, I'm trying to think of a place with like rivers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> river flows. Uh, I'm gonna go 
It sounds like a Colorado thing. I'm going to go Colorado. No. It does sound like a Colorado thing. I'm kind of thinking Ma's right, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with Utah. No. Tennessee. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that one. That was not on my list. Yeah, they had eight deaths in 2020. And did you know that they were from people being under the influence and not wearing a life jacket? There you go. Do there not drive go. or go whitewater rafting under the Yeah, influence. right. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can podcast under the influence. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tennessee, wow. Okay, D, last one for you. According to the National Safety Transportation Board, how many people go parasailing every year? Oh, man. That's where they're, you know, hanging on the boat up in the Yeah, they have, they're oh. hanging on yes. to it. How many people go a year? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with 500,000. No. Jay? One and a half million? Five million. So I'll give you the point because you're only four million off. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm leaving for real. Leaving out of here. D, you won one nothing. That's it. Good job. D one J nothing. That's yeah. it. Story. Yes. Congratulations. Another victory in Nodge with Nikki for D. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh goodness. I almost lost my freaking mic. Just right so everybody knows if you're planning on parasailing this year or anytime soon, um, it's not federal federally regulated yeah, yeah, so you like you don't have to be certified and the equipment doesn't have to be checked so just keep that in the back of your mind yeah that's uh, very safe yes that makes me want to go do it right away yeah don't check that know. i Jeez. figured that because every time it's been offered to me it was like a guy on the beach yeah. <laughs> 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 who's like got a car and he really does everything he's like oh yeah you know we deliver food Right. Yeah. We got two jet skis. You want to rent one of my jet skis? Like the ultimate hustler guy is always the guy who offers the parasailing. So I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe a little bit of the influence today. So maybe we'll cut this one out. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Good job. All right. Knowledge and Nikki, always a pleasure. Wonderful stuff. Great job, D. Winning again this week. Excellent. And now we have come to unpopular opinions. And D is going to tell you all about what we got going on here. Yes, so Unpopular Opinions is brought to you by Beer Drop. Now, I just mentioned how you can podcast under the influence. The best way to get under the influence in a tasty fashion and in a safe fashion is to have the beer delivered to you. So if you go to our website, 33podcast.com, scroll down a little bit after you get past Reebok, you will see Beer Drop. And there you'll be able to set up your order. And they have a flat shipping fee of $7.99. You can order as much beer as you want to have delivered to your home and get so many different beers from all over the country. So if you are a beer connoisseur, someone who loves beer, go ahead and check out our website and go to the beer drop link. Get it from there. Very cheap prices on lots of beer. And you don't have to go out to get it. It comes to you. Mm. So go ahead to 33podcast.com and go and get that beer for a good price. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> So now it's time for unpopular opinions. Let's start with Nikki's first, man. I want to hear you. It's been a while since we did this. So I'm pretty sure you got to get Well, I don't know if this is so much an unpopular opinion or an unpopular rule that I would instate, you know, when I become president, along of with course. the Super Bowl holiday. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you know how when you go through TSA and you got to take your shoes off, you got to check you for like nail clippers and shit and box cutters and doing all of this. Okay. I'm sorry, but there should be like a hygiene check. And if you're stinking like BO, you shouldn't be out <laughs> Like, I'm so I was stuck next to, and no, my husband and I don't sit together. So don't think it was him. We go aisle, aisle, because he's big and tall. So he needs like the room. And I'm not getting crammed in the middle or up against a window. I pee too much. So we go aisle, aisle. However, the gentleman next to me was stinking a high hell like i'm sorry but like can you just shower you can be out in public so you know you're checking me for all this stuff actually i had the metal detector go or that thing go off because of the hoodie and it always happens it's some of the sports bras the females got to come and check you in all your places i'm like oh my god okay but could you just while you're up there like if you stink and you smell and your breath is nasty and just you're not allowed to fly and if you're going to eat disgusting stuff on the plane the Flight attendant should be able to parachute your ass right out. Like, I mean, you're eating, like burgers and onions. Like, oh my god! But at least can we have a hygiene checkpoint? I know that's discriminatory. It's meant to be because if you're going to be out in public, please be clean. Hey, that's fair. I'm with you, man. Damn right. Yeah. I mean, shit. I, I don't want to be sitting next to a stinker on the plane. Oh yeah, no, I've had a similar experience. I had somebody who I sat next to take their shoes and socks off. Oh no. Yes. Oh, that's foul. Ew. Yes. Feet looked funky and they matched the look. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. And uh, like Nikki mentioned with her husband, I don't know how tall he is, but I'm 6'2", so we usually get like exit row seats. Exit and row, then, aisle, aisle, yep. Yeah. Same, so me and my wife, yeah, me and my wife do the same thing, but my wife's taller as well. So we do the same thing and it could be somebody sitting right next to her or me. And it happened to be me that time, the guy with his feet out. And just, I'm like, why are you this comfortable? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? And it was like a three hour flight. I'm like, what are you doing? It's your life. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm all with you on that rule. I understand there's going to be people who are like, oh, you know, they don't do this because of their beliefs. Like, being stinky is not part of a belief. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have our hygiene together and keep your shoes and socks on. Yes, yes please. Yeah. That's, that's Did he go to the bathroom barefoot? Or no, he didn't get up to go to the bathroom. He didn't get up. He oh. didn't get up the whole flight. <laughs> so that, that's messed up. You can't be taking yeah. off. I mean, socks are one thing, but to be taken off, to have your bare ass feet out, man. Oh, my yeah. God. That's some nasty shit. Yeah, it is. For sure. I ain't down with that. So I don't think that's too unpopular of an opinion, Nikki. I think we're with you on well, that. Well, somebody will yeah. say that I'm being discriminatory. It's not yeah. being discriminatory. If you stink, it's terrible. You're stinking up the whole plane. You make you yeah. go home or go take a shower and come back and go back to your security. Yeah, some of those, yeah. I know some of those like clubs in there, like the Delta Sky Club and stuff like that. They have showers in there. Yeah. Go them shower, yeah. get ready. Or her, it could be a woman. Let you do them shower and come back and then go. Like Hopefully they have enough time to make their flight when they do it. So like, <laughs> right? so They're gonna like, have to put like them glade things up there and stuff like that, and like the planes and everything for people who stink yeah. or just run around with like axe spray and just be like, oh, this guy freaking just get him real quick. Yeah. There's nothing. I don't know what's worse, bo or somebody puking. Like pungent smells on a plane. Just don't do it. Like, come on. Yeah. Watch what you're it's, eating. Yeah, shower. You gotta, yes, you have to be. Uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for here? You just have to be. Consider very, it. very diligent about others around you because 
it's a plane where the air is locked in. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no fresh air coming in. So, nope. like, just come on, be considerate of others around you, man. Right. It's not like we can open a freaking window. You're going to get sucked right out of the goddamn plane. So, I mean, yeah. geez, please help us out over here, for God's sake. No, nah, man, I'm with you. <laughs> I, yeah, want I think that, that it, Nikki for president. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nikki oh, for the president. peanuts. Oh, my God. Wait, can I tell you guys a story real quick? Love to hear oh, it. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, we're on the plane, right? And they make this announcement. I guess somebody had a peanut allergy. And if you could, please refrain from eating something with, with peanuts. Okay. Well, I like, we didn't know. And my husband grabbed the um, Reese's like peanut butter mix, whatever snack mix eating it. Um, and I don't think he heard it cause he had his headphones on this lady behind us. She's tapping him on the show. Oh, sir, sir, stop oh. eating. Put it away. There's a peanut allergy on the arm. He's like, thanks, Karen. I mean, like, oh my God, I don't know where the peanut allergy was. And listen, you know what? I'm severely allergic to cats and dogs. I hate when people bring their pets on, but what can I do? Like, I mean, oh God, it was so, she was a little extra about it. Like, I I don't know who this person was. With a peanut allergy, they can be affected through the air? Like, they can, yes. We have masks on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, those things work so well. Everybody's doing it. Snack away, but like, (laughs) We, you know, it was just like, okay, lady. I didn't, I didn't know that people could be affected. I knew like just, you know, any type of peanut oils, anything like that, they can't have. But man, that sucks. I remember the movie Horrible Bosses and Kevin Spacey's character. If I don't know if you guys seen the movie Horrible Bosses, Kevin Spacey's yeah. allergic to um to peanuts or whatever, and he's taking a jog and. Um, that guy Dale is sitting in the car or whatever like that, and he's like, you know, he's got to like you know, stab me, shooting him up with all this freaking thing, like because he's allergic. So it was because he just simply picked up a wrapper. And it oh, got wow. like airborne in his, in, but that is true. Yeah. My sister is very allergic to a lot of things. So is my mother, as a matter of fact. So yeah, we've had a lot of instances in the past, you know, going to emergency rooms, you know, just because of eating the wrong thing. Yeah. Wow. It sucks. It sucks. But yeah, God forbid you have that on a plane and somebody's having a freaking allergy. It's not like a medic is right around the corner every time. Maybe they should do that. Maybe they should have a doctor on every plane. Might not be a bad sure. idea. Yeah, don't, don't, they, must, don't they have like marshals on every plane? They should have a, a medic as well. They, they do they have should. marshals. Yeah. yeah, they have marshals. You never know who they are. Like, I know who they are. I can find them. <laughs> you probably do. I feel like you would be able to pick out an arrow. I could pick them out. Like they're so obvious. It's ridiculous. There's one time where I saw the guy I was a mark because he was just so aware of his surroundings. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you can, you're real sorry. You could tell that also, like so easy. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Oh man. <laughs> no freaking doubt. All right. So unpo- mm-hmm. my unpopular opinion is the article I wrote. Um I know people aren't going to like to hear this, but there's too many teams and there's too many games. I know that we will want to watch as much sports as we can, but there, there's just too many. We don't need 162 games in baseball to figure out who the five playoff teams are going to be. All right. And we know that in 82 game seasons of basketball, hockey, especially in basketball, players are taking games off all the time. You got to shorten the season and put more emphasis on the regular season. Because if guys are taking off left and right, it's not a good thing. And look, I'm not saying that I'm going after one city and saying, oh, you got to take away the Jacksonville Jaguars or anything like that. But by contracting, you're expanding the level of competition because we have 30 teams in the NFL, what, 30 in the NBA, NHL, baseball's got whatever. I mean, it's astronomical, the numbers. And let's just face it. We don't have that many good athletes in every sport to be able to fill up every roster. So my total unpopular opinion is, is that 
We need to get rid of some of these teams and we need to shorten the season. And we got to be mindful of the fact that these players, you know, especially basketball and baseball players are flying out red eye flights to next night to go play in another city. And we expect them to go do everything and be full go. No, that's tough. It doesn't work like that. You know, they're, they're human. I know they're in great shape, but, and another thing is when, you're a team that's been crappy for so long, and I won't even name any team. I'll just say in business, sometimes a business fails and you got to close your freaking doors. All right. Some of these teams are not bringing in the revenue. They're not doing good. They're not winning. It's like blah. So, again, my whole point is, is that if we get rid of teams, number one, we'll have a better playing field, a more even playing field because the competition, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, skill level, the talent can be spread around more. All right. But also by reducing the amount of games, we're putting more emphasis on the regular season. D, I can't stand that half the league makes it uh, in NHL and in the NBA that they make it to the playoffs. I think that's ridiculous. And now they expanded it to 10 teams, as we know, with two playoff uh, playing games. You know, the NFL, they got it right for the most part. But now it's 17 games. They added on an extra postseason game or a postseason team. It's just too much. And you know what? I think we're asking the players for too much. So when they have, they should have more either time off or time in between games. And again, I just think that the fact that we see, you know, Jacksonville is bad every year. The Lions are bad every year. And I'm just talking about football. I can get into NBA and baseball and my Mets and the Knicks and everything like that. It's not working. Get more talent around less teams and less games so we can have our playoffs. And don't let everybody in the damn playoffs either. So I know people ain't going to like that because maybe their team may be contracted. Now, again, this is never going to happen because it's all about the money. All right. So they're not contracting any teams. If anything, they'll keep expanding. expanding yeah. yeah. They'll keep expanding and make it worse. And that is what bothers me, bro. No, I definitely get it. It was a very good article that you can get on and read on third and three podcast.com. But no, it's a very good article. And I agree with what you're saying. But I think that the key to better competition when it comes to the NBA uh, and to be specific is the players themselves. Yes. Because right? you mentioned in the article how most players want to go to the warm weather city or the city with the biggest market so they can right. have a more access to advertising dollars and things like that. If players in the NBA didn't all want to go to three, four or five teams and they were spread amongst the 30, we would have more good teams because you would have stars on 25 of the 30 teams instead of having four stars on one team. Right. So I do think that's a big part of it. Um, but as far as contracting and having less teams, we see it with the WNBA. WNBA mm-hmm. only has 12 teams and the competition is great every year. Thank like you. Every year there's, there's a, a, different a different champion. Different and if it's the same champion, that team had to really be great and put together a great roster because every team is loaded because you only have 12 teams. So every team has 12 to 13 players that you know are professional level basketball players. Uh, with the NBA, because it's so many teams, you're going to have a few players on the back of their roster. It's like, oh, is that guy really, should he really be here? Or is he just happened to be tall? Right. <laughs> and it looks like he's an NBA basketball player. So you're going to have times like that. The NFL is different because the way the NFL is as far as the game, I think it has to go more about, the organization itself. So when you mentioned like yeah. Detroit, there's no reason Detroit should be bad for this long. That's just the organization being horrible. Right. I understand they're not in a city like Los Angeles or New York where they're going to attract the most, you know, free agents, but you can still draft well. And once you draft well 
and you can overpay for some guys because some guys who would be wanting to go to LA or go to Detroit if you want to pay them five five million dollars more. So they'll be willing yep. to do that. So it depends on the organization and football. For basketball, I think it's on the players' shoulders to make it more competitive across the board. In basketball, I totally agree because, like I said, they have so much more power now than ever. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But also, like you're saying, with the Lions being so unsuccessful for such a long period of time and going 0-16 in 2008, that's what I'm saying. A business sometimes, Nikki, has to close its doors. Now, I know it's not going to happen. This is all just me just, you know, speaking, you know, BS right now. But mm-hmm. it's what really should happen. All this expansion that they've had over the past 20, 30 years has done nothing but hurt the sports. Look, I know that, look, we love sports now more than ever, but it is got to be horrible. And, Nikki, I'm not picking on you, but I'm just saying the Giants are in a bad way right now. Like, you go into the season with no hope. But, but again, yeah. the Giants, they win Super Bowl, so they're not, they're not a team that I would say you should contract. But teams that don't ever get to the playoffs or get there once every 15 years, like, what are you doing? Should we, like, make a rule? If you don't do shit in 10 years, you're out, and then – Maybe you could apply to come back in in a year or two. Uh, maybe something. I, I don't know. But my my major point about the whole thing is, is that for the fact that there are too many teams, that's why we're getting such an uneven level of playing field. And that's why we see the same four or five teams as the favorites every single year. And to me, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, but to yeah. your point, like you guys say, I mean, you know, these teams are businesses and – um, you know, you got to run your business. Detroit runs a horrible business because if they would draft well and get some talent there, if they were a winning team, there's enough athletes who are going to go to, like we just talked about, we're coming full circle from the beginning of the show. I, you know what? Like weather be damned. I'll get a house somewhere else, but I will go to a winning team. I want to win a championship. So yeah. yeah, some of these teams, you're just running a really awful business. I don't know what you're doing. And right. some of them just can't get it right, no matter what they do. And that's the yes. thing. It is, it is a business. At the end of the day, it is a business. And again, they're, no, none of these teams are going to close. If anything, they'll move to a different city. That's what they do. They move. They change yeah. cities, you know. So it's not contracting. It's still, okay, we got another team, but they're just in a whole other city now and have a whole new fan base. And you got this fan base pissed off. Yeah. I don't know, man. But that I know I know it's uh, unpopular, especially, you know, like losing games and things like that. But especially in basketball, put more emphasis on the regular season. And stop letting all these teams in the playoffs. It's way too much. Half the league, I don't like yeah. it. So I, I'll leave it there. But, uh, D, what do you got, bro? So I know my unpopular opinion is going to be very unpopular. If we're family, so if I'm wrong, you guys are more than welcome to let me know if I'm wrong. All right. All right. So I think there's three words in the English language that we need to bring back, and that's suck it up. I think that we have <laughs> those three words we have let away and let go away, and mostly for good things. In the name of mental health, you say that, you know, we're not going to tell people just to suck it up anymore because, you know, we want you to be mentally well when you go into your job. When you do anything, we want you to be at your mental best, right? And that's great. We That is perfectly fine, right? But when it comes to professional athletes, who get paid millions of dollars to play basketball, to throw a football, to hit a baseball. It, For me, if I'm the employer, if I'm the owner, and I'm paying you, I think Ben Simmons, that's who I'm specifically talking about. Okay. Ben Simmons is getting, I think, $30 million this year. If I trade for you and I give assets and I'm paying you, when you get off the plane in Brooklyn, you better be ready to play basketball. No doubt. How is he not ready to play right now. 
And I posted a short video earlier today just asking that question. Am I tripping for wondering what's going on? You haven't played all year. You should be your professional athlete who hasn't played all year. So you should come into this situation in the best shape of your life. You should have been working on your game the whole time. And as soon as they traded you, you should have been so excited to get ready to do what you do. You get a chance to do your craft and play basketball. But for some reason, you're not ready. Now they're saying that he's not in basketball shape? What? What were you doing the past six months? Like, how are you not in shape to play basketball when your job is to play basketball? And I've had people come at me and say, how can you say that? You have to put your health before the company? Of course, you put your health before the company. You're looking at a guy who will definitely do that all the time. Bump a company. Like, I'm taking care (laughs) of me first, right? But when it comes to that company, I can't expect them to pay me a high level of money for months on end while I don't work. Mm. Like, how can I expect them just to continue to pay me while I'm getting mentally ready to go? Right. And people will say things like it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than football. Of course, your personal life is bigger than basketball, bigger than football. Just like our personal lives are bigger than podcasting it's bigger than customer service it's bigger than being an accountant whatever it is that we do but if we're going through something we get some time off but we can't expect the company to pay our salary for months months on end with us making excuses saying that we're not ready to go to work then we say oh maybe you transfer us to a different place we'll be ready to go they Mm. transfer us to a different place and we're still not working (laughs) like imagine that so when it comes to Ben Simmons, I'm going to bring those three words back. Suck it up. Mm. We all going through things in life. You have to suck it up and do your job, especially if I'm paying you $30 million yeah. to do that job. And I gave up assets for you to come in and do that job. And somehow after sitting down for six months, you're not ready. Mm. And again, we can't, we talked about it last week. We can't measure mental health. I can't right. say mentally where he's at but before you come to my team i'm pretty sure they talked to him they had to before they made that trade where are you at mentally are you mentally ready to go where are you at physically you have to have a physical to complete a trade most times unless they waive it right so they know he's ready physically mentally where are you at how much time as an employer do i give you to get ready mentally because i think that the problem is most of the world is employees, not employers, right? So we think about it from the employee's perspective and not the employer's, right? So if you're a boss of something, how long am I going to pay my employee not to work for me? We got to think about it from that perspective when we think about these things. And I know it's unpopular. People have been coming at me all day since I put up the video saying, how could you say this? He's going through things mentally. He's been going through these things for over a year now. When are you going to work when yeah. I'm paying you? Otherwise, get out the game. If, yes, if you, you can handle right. it, go. Yes, you have every right to protect your mental health. If basketball, if playing professional basketball is too taxing for your mental health, you have every right to say, I'm done. Hit the road. I quit. Right. Then, okay, cool. You got your money that you were owed for this point forward. We're no longer going to pay you because you quit. You have every right to go be happy. But if you're on contract to play basketball, mm-hmm. play basketball. Oh, I don't man. think that's asking too much. <laughs> like I don't. So maybe I'm crazy for no. saying this, but 
people have been coming at me crazy all day because they're saying that I'm putting the company above that man's health. When no, if I'm the person running the company, I want to get what I pay for. And I'm paying you to play basketball. And not sit down, be quiet, date a Kardashian, come <laughs> back. No, I'm paying you to play <laughs> basketball. So when you come back, his, work, his jump shot better be better. He better be able to shoot from the free throw line, not be scared to do that. All those things encompass being a professional basketball player. Suck it up and play. Dude, I like it, man. I like what you're saying. Look, you're talking to somebody who is a mental health counselor and a teacher. So I, this is hitting right home for me. I know all about this stuff. And there is that old school thought where, yeah, I mean, mental health has always been an issue, but it's the way that we dealt with it. And us old school guys suck it up. You know what? We're feeling down. Pick ourselves up. Get some positivity going. Go do something. Do things that you like. That, But you know what? If you're not there, and here's what I think is happening. And, and again, I don't know what Ben Simmons' situation is at all, what's going on in his head, but I think that he's dragging it out to make the point that, no, it's not just Philadelphia. It's other stuff that's going on. So my location doesn't change everything. I don't know this for sure, obviously not, and I'm not going to yeah. critique Ben Simmons in that way. But what I will say is, is I totally agree with you. Get the fuck on the court. You're being paid to play. Like you said, they definitely had conversations about it before, and I don't know if they're letting them off the hook a little bit over here, but it does get to a point where if you're really that messed up in the head, and I don't mean that in a negative way, then you need to step away from the game completely and not get paid. Because if you're not working, you shouldn't get paid unless you've been with the company for so long and they owe you vacation time, whatever. Because if that happened to any one of us in our regular jobs, we're probably freaking fired. You know, that's yeah. it. Like, we're out. They're not going to keep us around for mental health for a whole fucking year. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go get treatment. Get yourself healthy and come on back. You know, like, yeah. they're not going to pay us for that. So I'm with you, bro. I'd I love to hear what you got to say, Nikki. No. Oh, come on. I'm with you guys. Like, really. Like, suck it up. Like, take care of yourself. And if that means you step away, hey, that goes for everybody. If your job is putting you in a situation where you're mentally, you just can't do it, you're not there, like, I totally understand that. And step away. It's not on your employer to keep paying you to, and that's not putting the company above somebody's mental health. Take some responsibility and recognize I'm in a situation that's not good for me and I need to step away. But if you're going to stay in what you're doing, then, and I'm paying you, well, you better produce. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. There's some leeway. Sure. Of course. Like, listen, I work for somebody who's very understanding. And if you need time and that's fine, but it, he's a business owner. That only goes so far. Right. If I yeah. was, you know, owning my own business and employed a bunch of people, I'd be as accommodating as I can. But it, it only goes so far. Right. That's just the nature of business. And I think people need to understand that it's, you know, yeah, it's a shitty world sometimes. It is profit, it is money over certain things, but um, you have to take personal responsibility for yourself at the same time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think, you know what, D, I understand why people are coming at you like, oh, you don't know about mental health, you know, what's going on. But you know what, at the end, of the, look, if it's really that bad, I, I think the solution is, I think we just came to the conclusion, Ben Simmons, step away. Simone Biles stepped away, remember? Who's that? I'm so, so yes, yes. Absolutely. She had, she's like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I can, I'll only Calvin, do this. Calvin Ridley this year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You he know, stepped, he I said mean, it was too much for me. He stepped away. Now, if yep. he's ready to come back next year, a team will sign him. He is very talented. He'll get an opportunity. But he said it was too much for him, so he stepped away. There if you it's go. too much for you, Ben Simmons, 
step away. Peace. Like that's all we're saying. We're not saying you should put the company above your mental health, but yeah. we also as a company can't put your time in front of what's productive for the company. See what we do here in third and three. We just come to the conclusions. We know exactly what's needed here. This Benson, let us help you out. Brooklyn Nets, let us help you out. Let him go until he's ready to come back. And during that time, don't pay him a damn dime. He's got to get ready. He hasn't earned anything from you yet. Okay. He's just there. He's part of your team. He hasn't even put on the freaking uniform yet. I don't want to sound like we're coming at Ben Simmons. And we're not. It's not like we're trashing Ben Simmons. It's just the situation is look. Get it together. It's been a long time. And if you don't have it together, time to go. Step away. And if you can come back and you're healthy, great. So I, I'm i with you. I'm with you. And mental health, look, we're, we're not knocking it. It's a real thing. There's no doubt about it. I've been at total lows. But when I'm at my total low, I, I you got to realize at some point, like, yeah, I may have things going on chemically that may be a little bit weird. But you got to – if you're a man, be a man. Pick yourself up. Like, this is what I got to do. I got to take care of my family. I got to make sure this, that, the other thing. A woman, same thing. You know, I, I have responsibilities in life. Am I going to sit around and sulk about it all the time or am I going to get help and get shit done? So how much help is he getting? I don't know. But if it's a year, go see a different doctor, for God's sake, because things are not working out. So that's another thing. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Now, nah, it's the thing because somebody asked me, how much time are you willing to give? I'm like, it's not this much. <laughs> like oh. it's not this much to get yourself together. It's not. Yeah. I like that. And you know but what? We accomplished so much on this show. We're solving uh, workplace <laughs> problems, travel yep. problems. We're giving you discounts. You can try beer. You get forty percent off Reebok. <laughs> we have great content. What else do you yeah. need? What more do you want? Huh? What more do you want? Third and three, baby, all the way. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Podcast live every Wednesday night. The time may change. We'll see. It's going to be sometime between six and seven. We'll let you guys know all about that. But definitely get over to Third and Three Podcast and check out the beer drop, the Reebok. Get your kicks, get your drink on, get your read on. All right, check it out. Articles out by all of us, and they will be continuing. And like we said, March Band is happening soon. So Nikki will have that all set up, and we'll have our link. And boom, you get in with us, ready to go. We'll figure out what prize that I'm going to eventually win that you guys will think you're going to win. <laughs> so we'll figure that out eventually also. But, yeah, we'll have fun. We'll uh, do mock draft, everything. We're keeping the NFL season alive. We're keeping everything alive over here on 3rd and 3. And I feel alive every time I'm with you guys. I appreciate it. I love the show. And, again, you talk about mental health. This is great therapy for me. I say it all the time. So find what you love. Find things that make you happy and go with it. This makes me happy. Nikki, I'm happy you're back. Tell everybody where you're at. I'm glad to be back. Yes, you can find, you got to find your tribe in life, right? You got to find like your people, you know, and you can find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick 9384. Actually, since the show's wrapping up, I'm going to be tweeting about Real Housewives of Orange County. So you can follow oh me there. And as Jay said, get your read on, get your drink on, get your <laughs> workout on with Reebok. Yes. And also, let's not forget, we still have Eva's fundraiser going on. Her first competition is on Saturday. So yeah. Be there. Uh, she dances at 8.30 in the morning. So, so can we, we'll, okay, can we get I'm some video? You're going to be there. Can we get some video? To yes, I'm going to video. If they allow video, I will video. I will give the okay. update. We'll see if she wins. Of course, it's pinned to my Twitter page. So, again, $5, $10, anything. The big one is Nationals in July. So, it is very much appreciated. Huge. Love it. Love it. Nikki, unbelievable work. You're doing great stuff. Great stuff. And D, you're all over, man. You're rocking and rolling like you always do. You know, you got your top five Fridays. And did you did you get a good one for this week? What are you going to do? 
Yeah, I got a few different ideas. I got some good ones. I haven't decided on one yet. So All I'm right. still waiting for some more suggestions. So if you have a suggestion on what I should do for my top five Friday, if you're not familiar with it, is where I count down uh, top five from any sports topic. So last week I did a top five NBA dunk contest of all time. Yeah. I did a video and I also did an article on 33podcast.com. Right. You can check it out as well. Uh, so. I have an idea. Okay. Would you, yeah, you want to go ahead and say your idea? Let's say sure. it. Okay. Top five reasons why Eli Manning should be in the hall. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. You're so gonna, you're gonna ruin I'll everything. go ahead and do my top five reasons why Eli Manning should not. Be in the hall of fame. <laughs> so you feel the fire, Nikki. That's it. That's perfect. So thank, thank you for the muse that you are, Nikki, for bringing this idea <laughs> to, to my life. Uh, well, but yeah, done. so. Uh, I do those videos. You can see it on Twitter at the Real Deal WDA. That's on all social media platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. I'm even on there. It's very limited on TikTok though. So if you don't follow me on there, I won't be offended. But follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, all the other places, and I will be there. My podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. All right, so go ahead and subscribe to that one. Keep that good content in your life. It's good for your blood pressure. It brings it down. <laughs> so after you listen to this episode, go ahead and subscribe to The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Put the full thing when you search it, like a pimp named Slickback. Put The Real Deal with Damian Adams. You'll go ahead and find it. And plus, go ahead and get our content on 33podcast.com. You can drink the beer and then work off that calories that you gain from the beer and your Reebok exercise gear, right? Perfect. So you can go ahead and do that on 33podcast.com. We got everything you need, baby. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Great show, guys. Guys, you can find me on Twitter predominantly at Sports Profit One. That's where basically all of it's going on. And 33 Podcast is where it's at. But I also definitely would recommend you guys going over the sports column and checking out what they got going on over there. They um, you know, they present our show. Our show is on there um, every single week and everything. But yeah, third and three podcasts, a lot of things happening over there. And like we said, we got March Madness and we got the NFL mock draft. So we're getting you guys involved. We want you to be involved. It's a lot of fun. The more, the merrier. So bring it on. We'll see you next Wednesday evening, guys. Well, I don't know what the hell we're going to be talking about, but we'll be talking about it. But it won't be Aaron Rodgers. It won't be Aaron Rodgers. We know that. That's the buzzword. And you got to put in money 